Welcome to Jet Cetera. This is the Winnipeg Free Press podcast where we talk about jets, other sports, and etc. A lot of times that's food. Are we talking food today, Mike? I don't see it on the list here. Uh, I don't think there's any food-related topics. I mean, we could. Maybe something will come up. Something will come up. I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined as usual by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. Episode 49, Mike, we're on the cusp. Wow. <laughs> Today we'll talk about, I guess we should talk about this Patrick Liney trade thing. Um, that was kind of newsy. That was. <laughs> sleepy, sleepy little Saturday. Yeah, my, my Saturday was uh, newsy rather than snoozy. Uh, the Jets 5-2 and two start like to the that. season. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, chat a little bit about the Canadian division, the Polar Vortex, uh, my battle to have my speeding ticket overturned. You fought the law. And we're, I did. I, I don't even know. This is a cliffhanger. I don't know how your battle <laughs> went, uh, but you're going to tell us. <laughs> I will. And Mike's long overdue date with a barber. He looks great, folks. He's got a, he's got a face for podcasts. <laughs> I do. Still have the radio face, but at least I've got TV hair now TV. to go with my radio face. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right on. <laughs> TV hair. You kind of do have TV hair. Good for you. Right on. I'm jealous. I got no hair, folks. <laughs> well, I got hair on my face. You do. I got longer hair on my face. Not for long, though. You, you said no, you're getting rid of that. No, I'm going to get rid of that March 2nd. I'm tired of this thing already. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, on to the first period. <laughs> I'm sure there's some other thing that Jen's going to put in there. Um, so the Jets, Mike, uh, they traded uh, Patrick Liney to the Columbus Blue Jackets along with Jack Roslovic in exchange for centerman Pierre-Luc Dubois. And a third-round pick, whoever that might be. Um, so, uh, you know, there's we've t- you got you've written lots about this. Uh, other people have written lots about this. I've read lots about this. A um, couple things for me, right off the hop, Mike. Um, I think folks who listen to this and who have read my playbook or uh, uh, that say what thing that I used to do with Wiesick, I was always a proponent of trading Patrick Liney. Um, and um, for a number of different reasons. I didn't like his game personally. Um, but um, why did they trade him? I, I, it seems to me it, it's that he didn't buy into the the leadership core of this team. He was an individual. and um, But I think ultimately maybe they could have got him in, in line on that or whatever, but I'm not sure that they were ever going to be able to pay him what he thinks he deserves right whether he warrants that kind of money or not whether he even gets that kind of money you know people spend money on big time goal scorers like and so like there was at one point in time you know there was talk we should give patrick liney a 10 million dollar a year contract sign him up forever etc 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 um and it's not because the jets are cheap because they are spending to the cap they are and they are paying a lot of money to a lot of players but I don't think in the team concept that they have going on um, that they can afford or even would be wise to spend $10 million a year on what some people might call an empty calories goal score. Right. So I think you combine all of those things together and um, he's gone. You know, one one theory I've heard that, that is interesting, the Jets do spend to the cap. But I do wonder, Steve, do the Winnipeg Jets have their own internal cap? And I don't mean the actual end sum that they'll spend, because they will spend 81.5, which is the cap. Is Blake Wheeler the cap in that the captain, who's making just over eight, 
I believe. Yeah. yeah. Is there almost an artificial ceiling that the Jets themselves are saying, we're not going above this on any player. I don't care who you are. We're not going to pay you more than this amount of money uh, because, again, it's it's the whole all-for-one, one-for-all mentality. And so if Patrick Liney thinks he's going to get paid $10 million, the Jets may have said, we're not giving him more than 8 or 8.5 eight right. or whatever. Right. Um, and if you look at where— So they've determined that Blake Wheeler's the bar. Right. He's the ceiling, and he's, nobody's, he's the nobody's, yeah. nobody's going past him. And, you know, it's an interesting thought— that maybe should be a column from me in the, in the not too distant future. That when we talk about the dynamic in the room with Wheeler and Shifley and whether or not Line A fit that and the problems that may have caused, I do wonder if there's another element, and that is Wheeler's salary, and that that's created the top end on the team that the Jets themselves don't want to exceed. And therefore, yeah, they may have looked at Line A and said, Great player, but we're not going to be able to give you what you think you you want. Pierre-Luc Dubois, it's interesting. There's a there's a report that Columbus offered him. They were willing to go eight at eight. Eight at eight, yeah. Which for a player, I mean, if he's what we think he's going to be, that's probably around the number. And again, that would come in just under the Blake Wheeler cap and probably be the kind of manageable number that the Jets would be willing to work with. Yeah, I mean, they might have. I mean, you want... You don't want guys thinking I'm getting underpaid, I guess, and and so, and Blake Wheeler has kind of earned that contract. For, it's a legacy contract. It, it is. I mean, his plays still sure. pretty decent, and he's still the captain of the team, and he's still the leader of the team, and so it is. It is. I mean, I would have thought that they wouldn't have wanted to pay too many guys more than Mark Shifley, but then they gave Cal Connor more money than Mark Shifley, and so. And there's a number of other guys making more money than than Mark Shifley. So Shifley's about the sixth highest paid yeah, player on the team now. Yeah, right. And so I mean, it's not like he's not getting paid well. No. And and so there may be something to that, though, Mike. And and but I mean, again, I, I mean, can this type of team or can any team really afford to be paying one guy that amount of money? to just score goals? No team right? has ever I mean, won the Stanley Cup with a double digit. In the millions, really, player ever. It's it's never been done, and so there is something to that wow. theory, right? So the Toronto Maple Leafs, for example, they have four players making ten half plus, their, basically half their right. team, yeah, half their. Salary, and there are yeah. people who think that that is a completely untenable way to build right. a championship team, and I guess time will tell, right? But the Leafs are trying to do what nobody's done, and they're trying to do it in in quadruple by having four 10 million plus players nobody's ever if you look at every stanley cup winner nobody's ever had a 10 million dollar player on their roster and so the idea is that you that's how you build you 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 create your own artificial cap and so to that extent like i said go back to wheeler the buck stops with wheeler in the dressing room does the buck also stop with wheeler like literally the buck stops with wheeler that Nobody's going to make more than that, or the Jets won't pay someone more than that. Because if they do, then they're going to have to start cutting elsewhere. And there's this belief. Well, they that would. I mean, they've got a they've got a bunch of guys making you know four to right seven million dollars, right? Do you know what I mean? And so, so if they paid Patrick Line a ten next year because he needs a new contract next year, I mean. Right. Who are they letting go? Andrew Kopp, probably. Right. He's an RFA. They probably won't even be able to afford the arbitration ruling that comes down on him. Right. 
Adam Lowry say goodbye to Adam Lowry. He's right. a UFA, so he's gone. Right. I mean, Neil Pionk is going to need a new contract uh, after this season. He's an RFA. So there's a lot of guys that all of a sudden, yeah, it's great. We got this maybe 50 goal score in Patrick Laine, but what else do we have to build the team around? And that's where I think Dubois, who many would argue, I don't know that there is an argument that he's the better all-around player. He's probably not going to score as many goals as Line, but he's going to do a lot of other things that Line won't do, and he's probably going to do it at a cheaper number. Yeah. So the, the the old adage is that the team that gets the best player out of a trade usually wins the trade, and and generally when you trade a star player like Patrick Line, I guess is a star player. Um, you know, you get back prospects and draft picks and stuff like that. But you know, in my opinion in my opinion, they got the best player in the trade, um, the best all-around player. And and really, we have no idea what the ceiling is on Pierre-Luc right. Dubois. I mean, it's not like he was... He was drafted right behind Patrick Line. Okay, He was the third overall pick. He's a centerman um, and um, has played really, really well since he came into the league. I've seen him play a number of times. In with like, a lot less talent than way, he's going to be playing with less. in Winnipeg. Yeah, way yeah, less talent. Yeah. And, a, and a moron for a coach. I'm he hasn't had that. a Nikolai Ehlers on his wing right? or a Kyle Connor, or right. whoever he's going to play with here in right. Winnipeg. He just hasn't had that player in Columbus. So uh, it be inter- it's going to be interesting to see what kind of player he turns into be here. For sure. And the other part of this trade that makes it so hard to evaluate right now, I mean, we don't know, Steve... Patrick Laine might only be a Columbus Blue Jacket for a couple seasons. Like if maybe Columbus isn't willing to pay him what he thinks he's worth either. And then he just goes to unrestricted free agency and either Columbus flips him for something else if they know they can't sign him or, I mean, you wouldn't think they just let him walk for nothing. But again, this is one of those trades where there's sort of a lot of tentacles to it that yeah, it's going to yeah. take some time. It's great for us, though. we got lots of things to talk we about. We do. And I think we can all agree, Steve, that that third round draft pick is really going to <laughs> determine whether this is a, a win or a loss for the Jets. Well, yeah. What about, and then there's Jack Rosovic. Jack Rosovic, which nobody even talks about. Yeah. You're a bigger Rosovic fan than I think I am. I like that Rosovic as a third line winger with Cop and Lowry. Right. Because let's see I, how he does as a first or second line right. center, which is probably the role he's going to play. Right. I mean, what do they have for centers now in Columbus that they traded Dubois? They have Max Domi and Jack Roslovic, which again, I go back to line A. Like, this is one of those be careful what you wish for situations, Steve. Patrick Line wanted to play with Mark Shifley, he wanted to play with the best center. Uh, he might be going to play with Jack Roslovic now as his <laughs> center in Columbus. All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our uh, Jet Setra podcast. I almost forgot what we were doing here, Mike. Um, it must be my stomach's growling. That's got to be it. I just did eat, though, but I'm hungry again now. Um, there's our food conversation. So, um, okay, so the Jets, uh, without Patrick Liney, um forever now, but even, they have been without him right. uh, all of the year, all the season except for one game. Anyways, uh, they're off to a five and two start. They beat the Oilers six to four last night. Right? It was the six yes. to four? Um, so the team, even again without Liney, has been scoring goals in bunches, um, and and they will add Pierre Luc Dubois. So this is before they even add a really good player. Uh, the defense has been, I, I don't know, it's been adequate. It seems like to me. Um, 
the goaltending's been a little suspect. I, the, Connor Hellebuck hasn't hit his groove no. yet, has he? And he didn't last year either. I didn't by like the, way. Bro- the goal that Brossard gave up in the point seven seconds left of the game. Yeah, the as well. Um, the Jets seem to me should be, they should be five one one really. What a what a strange way to lose a game. But um, what's your um, what's or your six take and on the, one because they might have actually won that game in overtime, right? Well, they could have, yeah, they for could've. sure, yeah, that's true, yeah. So, uh, what's your take on uh, what do you think of the team so far? Well, the the this team, which we knew the offense was pretty deep, I think coming into the season, Stephen, we talked about the top six of the Jets. That's when they had Line A, but you can now swap Dubois in for. You can swap Dubois in. That's my phone ringing. It's a motorcycle sound. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, very, very Why fun. do you have a motorcycle sound? I don't know. I was playing around with my ringtones the other day, and I kind of <laughs> like that one. But I'm, it still catches me off guard when my phone rings, and I just Did hear, you ever have a motorcycle? Never had a motorcycle. Oh, okay. Never even been, never even never ridden been, a motorcycle. No, okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, we knew they were six deep up front with Line A and Dubois will now but this team it turns out may be more than just six deep, Steve. They may be seven or eight deep. Um because look at the NHL scoring race right now. There's a couple names that you would not expect to see in like the top twenty of league scoring right now. And I point you to one Adam uh Lowry and one Andrew Kopp. Two guys we just mentioned last period that the Jets are going to have to pay if they want to keep them. I, I, I imagine uh, Bruce right. Bruce Lowry's contract. He got two more years this year and next He's year? He's done. No, Lowry's done after this year. Free agent. He's a UFA. UFA, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, and and then Andrew Kopp uh, is an RFA with, with, arbitration. with arbitration rights. And he already went to arbitration once and they sought it in the middle. Um, so you've now got Lowry and Cop. Lowry's got seven points. Cop has nine. Sixteen points between those two players in seven games. Like that is, that's an unexpected development to say the least. I think even Matthew Perot he had a goal and assist last night. He's showing signs. I, I've really liked his last few games. And Paul Stasny, a guy that to me was invisible the first few games of the year. My goodness, he is playing extremely well right now on that line with Ehlers and Kopp. Nikolai Ehlers is looking like one of the best players in the league right now early on. He's flying, although he almost looked like he suffered a major injury last night. He took a skate to the stomach. Um, Nikolai Ehlers is Danish, right? Do they do that? It's like a soccer player yeah. mentality. Nobody leads the league. Right. Ehlers in also leads Career-ending injuries career. that he's back in a shift. <laughs> No, you're right. He's very dramatic. <laughs> he is in his play and in his. <laughs> He's a huge. So- he is a huge soccer fan, by I the way, know, Nikolai. Like-, <laughs> like he'll post on his Instagram on his off days. He'll watch soccer on his laptop, and you, you're right. I think he's maybe learned a few tricks. Yeah, the facial expressions and the oh, like he's gonna die. <laughs> right. like he's, he's, he's definitely should be a soccer player. So, so I've um I, I I've always been a um a big Andrew Cop fan for a number of reasons. Um, um, I was watching the post game interviews uh, after the game yesterday, and, and Adam Lowry mentioned about Cop's commitment to his fitness and commitment. It's his off ice training that's always really really impressed yep. me. Um, and it's translated to this guy's like a he's a he's a bull. Like he is. He's, he's, he's an all around athlete. He was a really good quarterback su- in yeah, high super school. Super strong, super fit. Yeah. And um, 
and it and he and he's uh and he's just a really turning into a really really good player like he's also a leader on the team he doesn't wear a letter but he is he's he he's an unofficial assistant or alternate captain um you know we talk about wheeler and his mentality work ethic and how it's rubbed off on shifley i would include andrew cop in that as well steve and we know andrew cop and mark shifley are best buddies they've been longtime roommates together um, Cop now trains in the offseason with Adam Oates, who is Mark Shifley's personal offseason trainer. So there's a lot of a lot of Wheeler and Cop, I think, a lot of Wheeler and Shifley in Cop's game and in his approach to the game, which uh, which has been I have a really funny Andrew Cop story the other night, uh, Saturday night, he scores a goal. Uh, and I, I tweet about it, and it was set up. Nikolai Ehlers made a real nice razzle-dazzle kind of rush. So I tweeted, Andrew Kopp scores, but what a great play by Nikolai Ehlers set that all up. I get some responses, as you always do, but one of the responses to the tweet was from Andrew Kopp's brother, who took umbrage with me suggesting that Nikolai Ehlers had set the whole goal up, and Kopp just kind of cleaned up the, the garbage by putting in the loose puck and he sort of on Twitter said, actually, Andrew did this and this and this. And yeah, Ehlers made a nice play, but Andrew did. Andrew made it possible. So it's the first time I've ever gone back and forth with the brother of a Jet player over who should get more credit for a goal. But uh, Insert rolling eyes yeah. emoji here, folks. And um, I, I tweeted back to him. I said, Andrew's having a terrific game and a great start to the season. Yeah, chill Just, out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Twitter. So um, I, I, it's interesting you mentioned Cop. Un, uh, falling into line, I guess, or, or falling, following in the footsteps of Wheeler, of Wheeler and and Shifley. So, uh, Paul Maurice had a very interesting response to a question by Jeff Hamilton yesterday. Sure did about about what a young player can do to endear himself to the head coach. And so, I don't know if you saw this, folks, but here's what Paul Maurice said about what young players need to do to be part of his team, and let's call it that, the Jets, just to be a good teammate, one of the critical pieces to being a young player is just kind of coming in and fitting into that room. So your room has a culture and a character, and so does your team, a style of play. Your leaders do, and you want to try and have your young players emulate your leaders. As the coach, you've picked your leaders, you've looked at the men in your room and thought, these are the people we would like to have our young players emulate. How they train how they train on their off days, how they approach the game. So you have a belief system then in place between your leadership and yourself, and then you want the young players to come in and emulate those leaders that you have in the room. So I'm going to play like them, and I'm going to practice like them. Right. So, you know, I've not always been complimentary of the leadership of on, on, this, on this hockey team. Um, I, I'm... I'm admitting here now that it looks really, really solid right now. And, and, and what I see from this team more than anything, and I think this is what's really going to make this team really, really hard to beat this year, is they're all buying in. Right. To like or like it or lump the leadership that you have, and that's Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley and Josh Morrissey, Josh Morrissey and Andrew Kopp, Adam Lowry, yep. et cetera. Whether you like them or not, whether you like the way they go about it, the team is buying into it. Right. And so they're all kind of like pulling along the same way. And that that 
to me over the years that I've watched sports, if you get a team all pulling together like that, and this team, this team is not looking for its identity anymore. No. There's no way. They have a clear identity. It's based on the leadership of this team, right from, from Paul Maurice. Sure. By the way, I'd throw one more name into the mix you just mentioned, Paul Stasny. Sure. Paul Stasny, who is Even ex- Ehlers, extreme too. And Ehlers. Yeah. Paul Stasny is extremely close with Blake Wheeler. He's waived right. his no trade to come here twice. That right. tells you something. He's fully invested in what this group is doing. And it's interesting, Steve. And so the guys who weren't are now playing we just, in Columbus. Two guys just yeah. got shipped out who <laughs> yeah, would so, – I mean, Paul Maurice right. didn't name them, but he – that <laughs> he is might as well, that huh? is absolutely talking about a couple guys. And I dare suggest it's also talking in a way about Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. I mean, Dustin yeah. Bufflin would have been the march to your own beat – especially towards the end of his career. And I mean, I've I've written and we've talked about this, like when Dustin Bufflin came back in that playoff series against St. Louis after he had been out with an injury, there's no, it's well known he wasn't in great shape. The Jets were already imploding and then they just fully imploded in that playoff series, a series they probably could have won in hindsight. St. Louis went on to win the cup. But again, that just go, and there there's some of the issues between Wheeler and Bufflin Wheeler would have been irate that Bufflin didn't come in and do more. And just like he would have been with Line Aid, like you're playing video games and eating McDonald's while we're out here. Like you're a great player, but you could be so much more. And I, there's no question that that's part of it. And it'll be interesting to see where Pierre-Luc Dubois, like I guess his story will ultimately succeed or fail if he can buy into that that I'm mindset. i that he does. Well, Everything we've heard about him, he, he is, he's been described his dad as, does. his dad does. Right? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. he, everything I've heard sounds like he could be a Mark Shifley clone. He's yeah. a, he's a nerd, a hockey nerd. He's been craving, when they talked about him wanting a bigger stage, it wasn't that he wanted to go play in the bright lights of New York or Chicago. He wants a bigger hockey stage and Columbus is not it. Winnipeg is a big, he's a Canadian kid, he's French Canadian, so if he wasn't going to go play for the Habs, Winnipeg's probably the next best place with our French population, and he sounds like a guy who's going to buy in and and should fit in. All right, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Cetera podcast. Um, This is where we shift gears a little bit and get away from the Jets for a bit. Sometimes we talk about a lot of other sports. There's not a lot of other sports. Well, there's the NFL, and there's going to be a Super Bowl. Shocking. Tom Brady's going to be playing in it. Um. Tenth time. Isn't it tenth tenth Super Bowl appearance? That's crazy. And isn't it insane to think that um, this will be the first time ever a team that's hosting the Super Bowl is in the Super Bowl? I did not know that. First time in whatever 50-something Super Bowls. LV. I think it's yeah. LV. <laughs> I don't know my Roman Whatever numerals too well. Is that yeah. 55? I think so. I think it's LV. Is it LV? I think is it it's Super 55. Bowl 55. Yeah. How but yeah, up, folks? There's never <laughs> been a, a host team that wow. made the Super Bowl. So this is a true home game. And I mean, the storylines are great. You've it's, been to Tampa. You go on all those cruises. Have you been to Tampa? I have been to Tampa. Have you ever actually seen the city or you just go to the port? No, and I, I did one Jets trip to Tampa a couple oh, okay. years ago too. Right. Um, uh, and it's Brady versus Mahomes, the ma- greatest of all time. And people think Mahomes might end up being the greatest of all time or right up. So it's a it's a great storyline. We have to wait a couple weeks though, right? Because the oh, NFL, yeah. like it's not this Sunday. No. They take the extra week. It's but, 14 Sundays from yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so NFL, so they're on a pause. I mean, ML. So here, uh, what we're experiencing the polar vortex has hit town. Is, is, that, is that what's happening? It is. It, it is, is what's is happening. What Absolutely. Saying? Yep. I just know it's colder than it we was. We were supposed to get this. What are they talking about this like back in October? We were going to have this terrible cold winter because of the polar vortex. And then all we got was like a beautiful start. Well, it's not going to last very long. No. I heard it was going to last for weeks, but it's going to be nice by the single, weekend. Minus whatever. single digits again by the by the weekend. I'm renting a fat bike on Saturday. Nice. Again, yeah. I'm going to go Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to be fat biking like in this, would you? Well, people do. Oh, yeah, people would. Yeah, Mike Aporius, our photo editor, he, he rides, he doesn't have a fat bike yet. He's still waiting for his. Long story. Um, but um, he rides his mountain bike to work every day, and, I, and he crazily did it on Monday, yeah. So I think he probably did it. How today. long does that take him? He lives, uh, I think it's 35 minutes. Okay. Yeah, so. Well, I mean, I've still been doing so my one-hour right? walk, and call me crazy. Okay, I actually, crazy. Crazy. I, uh, I kind of like it. I, like, I like bundling up. I mean, it's a dry cold. It is a dry cold, uh, except for when my <laughs> what eyes. Is, what the hell does that mean? I don't know what it means, except for when my eyes are just leaking uh, water because it's you know so cold. And the problem with me being a glasses guy, you are too. Yeah. Do you you don't wear contacts? Do no, you? I never. I've no, never I've never worn contacts I don't, either. I don't stick. I don't really stick things in my eyes. I don't know. We've never compared to eyeglass prescriptions, but I'm I'm blind as a bat without I've my only glasses. Had glasses since I was in my forties. Okay, so. so you probably have way better vision yeah, than me. Yeah. I, I want to say my prescription is like in the sixes on my glasses. Okay. I don't know what that means exactly, but I just know I can't really see without them, but I also can't really Reporters wear them. Reporters are myopic anyways. Yes, that's true. This, right? <laughs> but so these last few days, like I cannot wear my glasses while I'm walking oh. because between the, the head covering and the neck covering and then breathing, which I've learned is pretty important. Sure, yeah. um, you know, they, it's, it's fog city within two seconds of stepping outside. So I, I oh. have to walk without my glasses, which can be a challenge when you're also trying to navigate, you know, ice patches and, and you can't see anything. And I often walk at night. Like my wife is convinced what, don't that. They, don't they, can you get some anti-fogging thing or it something doesn't like work. that? It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I asked, uh, there was a funny clip from Paul Maurice the other day. I actually asked yeah. him, why he's not been wearing his glasses on the jets bench thing, and yeah. he said he's tried the anti-fog spray uh and well, you don't wear a mask when you go out walking do you no but i wear a neck warmer so it's the oh, same i see like when it's that cold if it's a nice i i won't wear the neck warmer but right. as soon as you got that over your mouth now you're really so really the only thing exposed are my eye my eye uh my eyes and uh but yeah i i like the challenge of and honestly like I went walking yesterday. I think it was minus 38. Does it burn more calories in the cold? I've heard that. I don't that. know, but I've heard I that. was, I actually got home, took off all my stuff, and I, I had sweated. Well, for sure, yeah. Yeah, like it's. I bought a wicked uh, base layer, merino wool base layer, Helly Hansen one, at Atmosphere this week. Um, do you know what Atmosphere is? I do, yeah. Okay, good, yeah. Um, and because all their winter stuff is like super oh, good deals right now. It, yeah. Great deals, folks, if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> Hook us up, Atmosphere. We're we'll <laughs> exactly. looking for sponsorships. We, we, we put in a lot of plugs, don't we? Yeah. We do. So, hey, uh, I mean, and we're not getting paid, folks. Pierre Luc Dubois just did it the other day with DeLucas. Did you see what happened? I saw that, yeah. Did you see that they sent him a bunch of stuff? Oh, did they? They no. did. Oh, well, good for them. Nobody sent me anything. No. Um, so, what were we talking about? Atmosphere and Oh, the... yeah. So, I bought, yeah, I bought this nice base layer to go out biking in the winter and hiking or whatever i went for a 6k hike in buns creek on saturday to get away from the line love buns creek craziness yeah. it's um, a great area 
Do, yeah, I used I to bike there as a kid. I grew up in North Kildonan, so it's not that far from. I used to go. My friends, we always used to go biking around Buns Creek, and used to. Are you still walking Kildonan Park? Yeah. Same. Is it the same route every night? Uh, most nights, but but some nights I just go through my neighborhood as well, depending on. Uh, but yeah, I'll do multiple. I, I I have done Birds Hill a few times already this year, uh, so I'm trying to expand it a little bit, not just the exact same route. But uh, I've been so I've been trying to get out um, for a winter walk slash hike um, every second weekend on a Saturday. Um, the other weekend I have other things to do, um, but um, I've enjoyed it. I've seen some nice parks so far this winter. Hentaluf Park in South Saint Patel. Mm-hmm. I think I may maybe mention this and. And um, Birds Hill and um, Beaudry Park and then Buns Creek. I'm not sure what's up next. Um, somebody sent me an email saying that I, sh- I should try the heart. Oh, I did the Assiniboine Forest. Right, Those are yeah. great. There's some really great winter walks. Yeah, You know, it's it's all about layering, right? Like yeah. no matter how cold it is, if you layer up uh, and, and you're moving and you get your heart rate up, like you, you should be fine. So I did a whole bunch of reading on winter I was never a winter out, out, outdoor person, yeah. okay? I spent time in the gym, like whether it was hoops or just going to the gym right. in the winter. I avoided going Saturday afternoon in the pub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of Saturday afternoons in the pub. Doing doing bicep curls? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't go to the pub anymore. So um, anyways, um, so I did a bunch of reading on, on layering this past week or whatever before I bought this base layer thing, yeah. this Hallie Hansen thing or whatever. So that's... People make the mistake of, 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 of dressing from the outside in instead of the inside out. This was the story that a lot of the stories were saying this. So the most important layer that you got to have is the one that's right next to your skin. And nowadays, and you want to avoid cotton at, at, at the best that you can because cotton doesn't wick moisture, right? right. So then if you stop, you're going to get you're going to get cold or whatever. So I bought a really nice merino wool base layer, and um, and I'm looking Did forward you say to it's trying wool? to. Yeah, merino wool. Yeah, merino wool is. I wool makes me itch. This merino wool will not make you itch. No, I have a merino wool sweater on here. You should. Uh, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Merino wool. That's what everybody's worried about with merino wool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't make you itch. But you can get synthetic base layers, right? As well, that are kind of like a combo merino wool along with polyester or whatever synthetic of some like, and those are really good for keeping you warm too. But the moisture wicking forces the moisture away from your body so that you won't have any sweat on you. Anymore. I find the only thing that really gets cold is my fingertips. And I mean, yeah. finding gloves or mitts or yeah. whatever, even sometimes doubling up, like it's hard to get those, uh, to keep those warm, I find. And uh, I'm sure there's some really good mitts out there, gloves. Send your tips on mitts and mitt gloves. Tips on mitts. That, tip, that could, be a, that could be a podcast. We could sample them. Or a Dr. Seuss book. Okay, folks, it's the overtime period of our Jet Setter podcast. And I know you've been just waiting and waiting for the dramatic end to this and to hear what happened with my speeding ticket. Okay, if, so. If we had a musical interlude, this is where Jen, dun, our producer, dun, should dun, be playing. Dun, no, dun, I fought the law. And yeah, the law, well, I don't right. know. Did the law win, Steve? Let uh, us know. Half and half. So, so take us back to the, what What was the ticket okay, I got for? a speeding ticket going 49 in a 30 in a school zone. Okay. Ooh, so that's a bit of a stiff. 300 bucks. Okay. And was this story one you got in the mail or somebody pulled you over no, right then? No, the photo radar in photo the mail. Okay. Okay. It was on uh, Berry Street, uh, which is an industrial area. I was cutting through. It was New Year's Eve day. I was on my way to pick up a fat oh, so bike. so school wasn't actually in session. Correct the mundo, oh. Mike. 
New Year's Eve day. Yeah, like correct. Okay, so uh, they are still folks ticketing people. In first of all, I want to say this first. A, I do speed. I drive a BMW 3 Series. B, I never speed, although I guess I did today, in a school zone. I live by school zones. I always go super slow in school zones. I believe that the residential street should be 40K. I speed Instead of on Route 90 and on <clears throat> One Canada Way. <laughs> I'm very strategic in my speeding. Right, strategic okay? speeder. I am, man, okay? But I'm not going to lie. Right. I, I, I drive a 3 Series. Okay, right. so anyways, I got a speeding ticket on New Year's Eve day. Going 49 and a 30. I'm not even going 50K. I was going to say, not so even, you're one under the residential speed going, limit. I'm not right. speeding in my mind. Were there a I lot of school kid? kids out that day, No, Steve? there were no school kids, Mike. It was, were they diving for cover? It's as a you? lockdown. <laughs> in case, it's a pandemic lockdown. Not right. only that. Okay, so um, I went back and I looked through the archives. I Googled it or whatever. The commissioner of the, the commissioner of police for this city, Danny Smythe. Nice man, by the Very way. Very nice man. Um, I have him on record <laughs> numerous times saying that the they were going to stop doing this. He says, we need to stop doing this. This was his quote. It's a quote from the police commissioner, right. Mike. We need to stop doing this, ticketing people on holidays yeah. that are speeding in a school zone. Now, I mean, you should really should be careful anyways. I mean, kids still could be playing or whatever, right? But no, total cash grab. I mean, come on. That's a cash grab, okay? So... Anyways, I got my, nowadays you can make an appointment and yep. they'll call you and you'll plead your case to a justice person or whatever. So uh, that person called this morning. I waited and I got my call this morning and I, I, I nicely explained that, you know, I thought that they had, were not doing this anymore and that even though, you know, and, and I was barely speeding and all she kept saying was well you, yeah but we still do it that she there was no oh i understand i'll take your confusion into account anyways she offered to split it in half so 300 down to 150 yeah so I, you know I there's said, no demerits with this because no, 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 it's it's a no, photo radar no, ticket it's just, so um you were going you wanted the complete dismissal well, of the ticket you know what, with, I, got an, I, I was willing to go to 101 dollars uh, only because $101. I got an MPI rebate check the other day for $101. So I put it on my desk and I was thinking, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to say, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll yeah. give you the rebate back if you waive this. Right. When she, so she, when she said 150 I was like, eh, you know, how much? How much anxiety, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. Felt like a bit of a victory at that kind point. Kind of. But sure. the reality is, it's like, why are they still doing this? Like, make it all year then. Do you know what I mean? So that you know that it's all the time. Right. Don't, like, I, at one point because I, it isn't in June or July and August. No. It's not enforceable. No. And so w I would argue Why? there's more kids potentially outside in July or August than they there is on New Year's lockdown? Eve day yeah, yeah. during a <laughs> pandemic lockdown. Um, <laughs> exactly. So I said to her at one point, I says, well, I says, well, why? She says, well, it's, it's hard for them to differentiate which is a holiday or not. I'm like, what? This, this, the huh? rationalization was lame. Like, okay, like it's like it's New Year's Eve day. It's, right. Kids are not, kids have been told they're not going back to school to the fifteenth of like whatever. Right. 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 I mean? Like, anyways, do you speed? Um, I've I've gotten my share of speeding tickets. Have you? Um, I. So <laughs> when I nineteen ninety five, I got hired at the Winnipeg Sun. One of the first things I ever 
went to was a gas station that exploded with a freelance photographer at the time. We got pulled over. It was like middle of the night going down Academy. I am not proud to admit this. I got a ticket for doing... Now, I was driving, he was, we could hear on the police scanner that it was a huge scene and we were trying to get there fast so we could get the picture. 105 and a 50. Whoa, my. 105. Oh, 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 my. And a 50. Uh, so I, I actually had to go to Ouch. a like defensive driving course. <laughs> yeah. I had a three month license suspension. <laughs> the ticket itself was $1,100. Oh, wow. Plus the eight demerits. So that was a whopper. Um, I don't think I've, uh, I'm, I'm jinxing myself. I don't think I've got a speeding ticket yeah, for at least a decade today, yeah. now. So I just, uh, one other thing to clear up here. I never speed cause I'm in a hurry. I, cause I'm never in a hurry. I right. just, I just don't hurry. Yeah. I, I don't hurry and I don't worry. Okay. So it's, <laughs> it's a good, it's my good motto. Yeah. It's a good matter. No hurry, no worry. Exactly. Yeah. So I speed for fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. Oh, wow. I just got a message here from Uber Eats. Buy one, get one free. Um, anyways, um, I do. I mean, I drive a, a, a sports car, right? So every once in a while, it's fun to just have a little fun with it or whatever, right? So, But I do it, you know, one Canada away. There's not, you're safe out there. Right, right. right. I'm not going to hurt anybody. And I don't go... It's not like I'm going 100 miles an hour, although maybe I have done that on occasion once in my... Twice in my life. Right, um, right, right. I got a speeding ticket. Get this. Two of them driving a BMW... In Germany. <laughs> Where? <laughs> on the Autobahn. Come on. Yeah. How do you get a speeding ticket on the Autobahn? I thought there speeding. was no speed limit. No, they have speeding. I've got my court all mixed up here. Um, They actually have speeding limits there. Some places there's no speeding <laughs> limits, but other places every once in a while there's a speed limit. And yeah, I got, I got to, when I got back to, I was, I, um, BMW gave me a car to drive around in Europe for <laughs> a couple of weeks. I did a story about it. Right. And. Um, did they pay your ticket? They did not. Oh. <laughs> no, but to react, but the funny thing was, is the ticket was like twenty euros or something oh. like this. Like it was super low, but it was really hard to pay. I had to jump through a bunch. You of paid hoops. it though, right? Like there's not a warrant for I your did, arrest. You're not, not a, an international fugitive. I'm not yeah, an international. Well, that's good. Fugitive, uh, so. Yeah, so I haven't got one for a while, but that one whopper when I was 20 years old certainly stands out uh, as a as a bit of a. I'm not advocating speeding, by the way, here, no. folks. Please don't send me any letters. Okay. <laughs> what I am advocating is that the commissioner of the police needs to clarify what the rule is you should here, have called okay? danny Smythe as your star witness it could have been a law and order moment i was gonna ask for a trial yeah, right i was tempted right you know but how much i mean how much energy do i want to put into this so it's going to cost me 150 bucks and eh, it's a little bit of karma maybe right because you know so i'm paying you know it's kinda right like i budget for a few speeding tickets driving a bmw <laughs> um <laughs> cost of doing business it is yeah. All right, folks, that's it for our Jets Outside We, we the sped through another edition <laughs> of this podcast. Nicely done, yes. Mike. Okay, so we'll see you, talk to you all next Wednesday. Be safe. Jets only play Mask two up. games between now and then. They had such a busy stretch. Yeah. They play Saturday and next Monday. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have a couple Jets games to play talk Vancouver about. Vancouver on Saturday. Calgary, at the start of four straight games against Calgary next Monday. Uh, three here in Winnipeg and then one in Flames Calgary. Look terrible, eh? They do. Did you see Matthew Kachuk throw a tantrum last night? Jake Muzzin, I believe it was, tossed him the game puck at the end after beating him. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. And he smashed everything on the bench. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Matthew Kachuk is a, is a big baby.